Welcome to episode 3 of the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. Today's story comes from Jacob Rosenberg, the videographer behind the first Plan B videos, the Danny Way documentary Waiting for Lightning, and so much more. That's why filming, filming and taking pictures and skateboarding is, is like the best, because you get to kind of participate in a way where you're not doing it, but you're helping everyone see it be done and and because you're there that whole time you really are experiencing it happening my father always had a, a super 8 camera always had a nikon camera and then he had a video camera since the 80s and it wasn't until i went to skate camp in 1988 and broke my arm and because i broke my arm i couldn't i couldn't participate in skate camp legally i think at that point it was like too much of a financial risk or whatever it was it was a litigious thing. So um, I told my parents I wanted to stay at skate camp because I had met Mike Janowski, who was the director of skate camp, and like we really got along, and I didn't want to be at home for that week. So I got to stay at skate camp, and then I got to carry the camera around um, filming Shackle Me Not. And the way the camera was back in those days is you you know you have a camera, you have this big recording unit slung over your shoulder, and then you have a head. So Sloshbach was like with the head filming, and I was like pressing stop and start on the deck. And Chris Ortiz was there. So, like, Chris Ortiz is, like, showing me his slides of going to a pool with Eddie Elguera. Sloshbach and Mike Ternaski are kind of, like, talking about filming and making skate videos. And I just have my little simple camera taking pictures. And I had met Todd Congelier, Steve Douglas, Bob Boyle. I mean, that, that was, like, the most influential thing for me in terms of meeting all these pro skaters who were counselors. It was such a rad environment. And shooting... The Shackle Me Not stuff, like, that was just, like, cool to be around. Like, I think, you know, I was a glorified PA, you know? And then I would shoot my friends. But I, but it was, but it was weird because I was just in the right place at the right time. There was, like, some French magazine called No Way. And they needed to do an interview with Stephanie Person. And they needed photographs. So I went over the hill to Sandy, to Santa Cruz and shot Stephanie at this ramp because she was dating Ryan Monahan, who was a counselor at skate camp, who was super influential to me and supportive. So I got paid for taking a photo when I was 16. What am I going to do with that money? I'm going to buy a video camera. So then I had a really good video camera. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to buy a flying erase head video, you know, editing deck. And then it's like, okay, now I have the editing deck. So now I can, you know, shoot the videos, edit the videos. And I just, like, all those videos in that era were so inspiring of, like, you can just do it yourself. I think, you know, we all saw the PAL videos and were so intimidated by the vision and the structure and the rigidity of those things. It was like they felt so, like, big. But when Shackle Me Not came out, it was like, anyone can do this, you know. And then it just went from there. And then it, like, literally just, I just filmed all the kids in my neighborhood. They all got sponsored. Everyone who sponsored them saw my videos and was like, hey, you're pretty good at this. You want to film for our video? I was with a shop called Palo Alto Sports Shop. And we came down with our team, and we had a bunch of people of different age groups. James Telch, Paul Zuwanich, Christian Cooper, Addison Lou, Chudu No, those are all like big names from where, where I grew up. So we go down to the Quartermaster Cup, and the Quartermaster Cup was a really cool concept. It was like, take all the skate shops, um, I think mostly in California, bring a team of five guys in different age groups, and then everyone would compete against each other, and then there'd be winners from different age groups. So you basically had like all the best skaters in California converging in the Powell parking lot, the Powell warehouse parking lot. And I think this was before they moved all the um, all the stuff indoors. So like down in Goleta at Powell, 
they just build this massive street course. And it was like, you know, Kit Erickson, Salman Aga, um, gosh, I feel like Adam McNatt, Chet Thomas, Kareem Campbell, Bro Deshay, uh, Mike Carroll was there, Henry Sanchez was probably there. Um, I mean, it was, it was almost like you name it at that time. It was like the next generation of skaters that all shop sponsored. And at that point, for me, I think I was 17. I got my first speeding ticket driving down. I got my second speeding ticket driving back home. But I basically at that point had a camera and a still camera and like a video camera with me all the time. So I, you know, was constantly filming and taking photos. So at that contest, you had everyone from L.A. who was there competing. And so Gabriel Rodriguez, Guy Mariano, Paolo, and Rudy were all there. And they were obviously all you know, in public domain, which I think had just come out or was just about to come out. Um, and they were just ripping. It was, it was, it, it was, that, that was, that moment in skateboarding is just so special because you just saw people who, who physically saw skateboarding differently. You know, they weren't afraid to flip their boards. They weren't afraid to do weird grabs and one foots and stuff like that. And it was just, it was evolving. And that I think that was just like such a cool moment. And but this was all the, these kids, so they converge, and it's this whole it's this contest for the weekend. It was awesome. I think one of our friends won one of the divisions, and but the bottom line was we just saw all these skaters. So it was like, oh hey, well let's go film. So we end up going, you know, to this place with the bank, and I'm filming with Guy and Rudy and Gabriel and all my friends from Sports Shop, and we're now we're going to another place, and then oh all of a sudden Frankie Hill shows up because someone else knows Frankie from Powell and. We just end up going all around Santa Barbara filming and taking pictures. And I vividly remember we skate with Frankie in in uh, in IV, and he's doing, you know, really high ollies and 180s with his board backwards and stuff like that. And, and it was it was cool. And Frankie at that point after his public domain party was such a, like a legendary guy. You're just like, oh, my God, you know, who is this kid? And um, we skate all day. <laughs> And Frankie, who had been up like all night the night before, he's like, I got to go home and take a shower. So as I remember it, we go home to his house. We're all, we all wait outside. He goes into his house, takes a shower in his clothes, <laughs> gets out of the shower with his clothes like drip dry, and then uh, goes out skating again. And I just remember, it's like it's just like only in skateboarding is like you know that habit, like you know, sort of breeds that like legendary behavior. Like, oh yeah, dude, I'm just gonna shower with my clothes on and then chiver chaver and go out and keep skating. At that point, I, I shot all this video and I took all these stills of Guy and Rudy, and we, like literally, it was like pen pals. So I'd like send them a VHS tape of like a part that I edited of them, and then like 30 pictures. And, like, I have these letters from them where they're like, Dear Jake, you know, thank you so much for sending me these pictures. It was so rad. It would be rad if you came and filmed with us for our next video part, da-da-da-da-da. So, lo and behold, by the end of the summer, those guys are no longer riding for Powell, and they're riding for Blind. And uh, it was during Christmas break in 1990, and I get a phone call like, Hey, Jake, we're now riding for Mark Gonzalez's company do you want to come down and film with us? And I'm like, of course. So I just got to get the permission from my from my parents. At that point, I had like a Chevy Nova. So I drove my Nova down to uh, to Southern California, and I stayed at Rudy Johnson's house. 
and we went, you know, filming all around Rudy's house. And then I remember, I was like, all right, we're going to go film with Mark. So we drive down to Huntington Beach, where Mark's house is. And th- that's sort of like the most memorable time for me. You know, we, we end up at Mark's house. It's exactly the way it was, if you remember those old world ads, the blind ads with him and Jason sitting in his living room. And you kind of walk in that house, and he's got his videotapes, and it was just like, you know, he was, he was, you know, he's the gons, just the raddest. And we went and filmed. We got in the car, and it was like we were driving through South Central. I think we were on the 710 or the 110 driving to the um, the courthouse banks downtown. And the horrible, horrible traffic jam. And I think Mark, at that point, was driving my car. He was driving someone else's car. And he literally just pulled over on the side of the road and just went like 45 in the, in the you know, the lane all the way to the right. So he's like just going. And we're all like, oh, my God, we're going to get arrested or whatever happened. Nothing happened. It's, it's the Gons. And... uh we end up filming at the courthouse. We end up going to Kenter. We end up going to those, you know, the, that little rail in Beverly Hills, and then we end up going to the Palladium parking lot bank, where uh, Jason did that big ollie over that over that bank. And I remember Mark doing a trick there, and he does the trick, and you know, at that point. You would do one big ollie, and then you do a backside 180 over the curve, then you do a half cab, or you do my dick, and then you you know do a big spin, whatever. So he you know lands his trick, keeps skating, 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 and all of a sudden he stops and he looks up. And I remember I I stopped recording because my back is sort of to where he's looking, and it's George Michael, and George Michael's like clearly coming out from a sound check, and Hans runs over to George Michael and he's like, hey, you're you're you're, and he can't remember his name. And he just like grabs his board and goes, "Baby," and uh, and George Michael was like, "Who the fuck is this kook?" And it was just totally surreal. You know, it was just like a really amazing moment in time, and it all sort of like for me, that all started, you know, with the Quartermaster Cup and and like going and seeing this like, you know, who in California was really involved in skateboarding at that time, and and being literally the only filmer there that was under thirty. And the only other guy that was filming the Quartermaster Cup was, like, literally on rollerblades with the ponytail. I don't think there were many, like, skateboarder filmers. I mean, sure, there was guys like Jamie Mossberg, but this is still, like, 89, 90, you know? Like, Sloshbach was a really, really big filmer back then because he shot the Goldwing video that kind of never came out, but it kind of did come out. Um, and then, obviously, there were Sick Boys. And so, you know, you had Mac Dog, Mike McIntyre, you know, you had Tony Roberts, and all those guys were into skateboarding and skateboarded to a degree, but, you know, it was just, it was different. In those first couple of years, I don't remember anyone really filming who was like, that's what they were all about. And then Steve Douglas from Skate Camp had me working on the New Deal videos, and then High Speed Productions hired me, and I started making the Dogtown video, and then the Think video, and then I was going to work on the real video, but then Mike Janaski was like, okay, we're ready for you with Plan B, and then I flew down to San Diego and, you know, worked the next two and a half years on, on those three videos. Huge thanks to Jacob Rosenberg for taking the time to share his story with us. For this episode, I want to recommend another podcast. 99% Invisible is a podcast about design and the built world that is probably one of the best podcasts out right now. I even did a super good episode on Love Park. 
I have links to 99% Invisible and three of my favorite episodes at MostlySkateboarding.net. Also on the blog are some photos and raw footage Jacob Rosenberg sent over of Guy Mariano, Rudy Johnson, and Frankie Hill. So head to Mostly Skateboarding for all that and be sure to follow Mostly Skateboarding on Twitter, Tumblr, and the blog for daily skate radness.